Where was it a, a couple races ago where the guy started punching the fan that crashed? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Coaches on Couches. Bing slouches with a massive non-slouch. Extreme non-slouch. <laughs> a non-slouch in the middle. He's even sitting tall. But I'm really not. Very, I should kind of slouch very, down right now. <laughs> he's sitting taller than Brian. <laughs> I told you, non, non-slouch over here. Johnny Brown is with us. Current U.S. Pro Road Race National Champion. From uh, from the area, just north of here, in, in the bustling metropolis of Covington, Tennessee, yeah. <laughs> the middle joining, of nowhere. <laughs> joining us on the couch today, we're gonna be chatting all about him, his uh, his kind of path to where he's at now. But first, I'm Coach Dale Sanford. I am Coach Bryant Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time-crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. Every BBC coach is trained in our five pillars coaching system that has been developed over the last decade through our work with athletes of all ages and ability levels from fresh off the couch to world championship competitors. You can find out more about BBC by going to buildpeakcompete.com, checking Facebook and YouTube at buildpeakcompete, or all up on that Instagram at BPC Performance. Booyah. Nailed it, Funson. Nailed it. All right, we will get to Johnny here in a second, but first and foremost, shout-outs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead it off here. The Machine, Philip Young. Uh, last weekend, and I'm going to screw this name up real hard, <laughs> Lake Pflugerville Triathlon. <laughs> it starts Pflugerville? with a P-F. Pflugerville. Pflugerville. That's Pflugerville. Be f- P-H is F. Fl- yeah. No, it's P-F. PF? Yeah, PF. Oh. Pfluggerville. <laughs> Olympic try. Uh, third overall male there. Uh, actually, one of his better, uh, it was about 210. One of his better uh, performed. Bike was a little bit long, but mm. he still had a solid, he probably would have been under an hour if he'd. Nice. Um, Excellent. If it wasn't longer. But uh, And then last night, had one of his better crit performances, uh, Tiger Lane, third third in the 4-5 uh, race. So. Yeah, was he more proud of that or that preemie one? I think yeah, I think he enjoyed. That's that's what it's probably the first race that he's ever like really animated uh-huh. and like yeah, like strong. crit race that he's ever really animated and then like been there at the finish to contend. Yeah, and ended up awesome. on the podium and a preem so. and a windy day. I mean that that kind of suits yeah, him. Bigger windy. rider, yeah. super windy. Yep. And then uh, Meg Densmore, our uh, our girl in the in the Democratic Republic of Congo. <laughs> Rhett uh, went over to Kingali and did the half marathon there. Uh, super hilly course. Yep, pretty much uh, up and down. And then, like, the last bit was, like, straight up the mountain. Oh, jeez. So it was a good good overall uh, performance for her considering the course. I'm, I'm going to do a, a shout-out to 901 Racing for putting on a quality event last Absolutely. night. Uh, each year since we were, we were joking with Johnny earlier, I think uh, – Johnny was probably nine years old when we first were racing against him at Tiger Lane. It's been happening for a long time, and uh, they always put on a great event. It's good to have the whole community out there. Uh, and it was even larger last night because our, our boy Johnny Brown was uh, was out, so the whole yeah. start-finish mm-hmm. just lined with people Everybody cheering. Everybody came to see the Stars and Stripes yeah. jersey. They did. They it did. Was, it was a great race. Um, races like that are what, what makes cycling exciting, those weekday crits. And I'm wearing the shirt right now. Bam, because bam. It's, yeah, it's huge being able to go out and have a good time with your friends and just yeah. race your heart out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I mean, local racing, it can make it tough. You know, yeah. If you have to travel five hours, it's tough for new people to get into the sport. Yep. Um, so local racing is huge, and they did a great job. Yeah, yeah, we miss not having all four mm-hmm. all four Wednesdays in uh, April, May. Well, maybe now that the uh, the football league that was alive for like three weeks <laughs> is gone, that was like the big issue was yeah. was they uh, had rights to the stadium. So yeah. maybe we'll be able to they'll be able to extend it again. You have any other shout outs? None for me. None for None John. Yet. Well, I, actually, everyone that came out last night, shout out to you for coming out. Excellent, yeah, absolutely. And for not leaving any beer uh, at the end. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's we didn't want to be tempted. Shout out, right? <laughs> we didn't want to be tempted. I got one last shout out, and it's to to Johnny's tan lines. 
Absolutely. All my, all my tan lines. <laughs> they are, they are uh, substantial. So this, uh, this episode brought to you by Copper Tone. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, we got any good lucks? Good luck, yeah. Buffalo gonna... Bill Annie Oakley Triathlon this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Crit racing in Arkansas and in Huntsville. Yep. Uh, and then in a, in a week and a half, yeah. Johnny Brown defending his title over in Knoxville yeah. again. U.S. Pro Nats. Uh, good luck to him. Good luck to Nate Brown, who's racing Tour de Suisse right now, yep. who will be there as well. We'll be screaming our, at our the TV once again. <laughs> yes, we will. Hopefully good screams. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Either way. Exactly. All right. So um, we'll kind of get into it. You know, Johnny's the reigning U.S. Pro Road Race champion. Uh, Bryant, you want to b- bust out a few so Johnny doesn't have to talk about himself? Yeah, Johnny Johnny has a habit of uh, <laughs> winning national championships. So yeah. I remember, gosh, 2014, um, watching in the U, U18, Johnny's 17 years old, goes and wins a national championship. And that was a course that did not suit you, if I remember no, right, no, right? No. Like a hilly, was that Salt Lake? No, not Salt Lake, in, uh, uh, Wisconsin. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Both those courses didn't really, I wouldn't say suited your style, but on a strong team and obviously a super strong rider. So he then repeats and wins it again the next year as an 18-year-old. I guess that was just some foreshadowing of uh, things to come where, uh, you know, 2018 over in Knoxville, Johnny takes home what I I think we would call the uh, win of your career, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, winning the U.S. Pro Nats road race um, in a what seemed like, and we'll dive into this more, but seems like you raced that thing perfect, and then had the had the legs to finish it off at the end. So that was that was huge. I know all of Memphis was like so jazzed about that, <laughs> but a few more like race. If I could choose a race that I could go and do, like if I could be a pro for a day, it would have to be Perry Roubaix. <laughs> and our, our Johnny uh, this past year. Seventh in the U twenty three version of that race, uh, and then sounds like you're kind of a classics man over here. Uh, Liege Bastogne Liege fourteenth in the U twenty three version. So uh, a man, a man who likes some cobbles apparently. How <laughs> how how crazy are those? It's so nuts. Is it? I even this year and last year when I I flew back the day after, uh-huh. and it literally feels like you're an eighty year old man sitting in the plane with like <laughs> arthritis. You're just sitting there like I can't move anything. It's so rough. It's like uh, it's way rougher than you actually think it's gonna really? be. Really? Yeah. And I heard like the the run into those sections are like more crazy than once you actually get yeah, on. Yeah, it's that, like the fight for the front. Yeah, because even we had forty kilometers of road before you even reach the cobbles. Yeah. And the first cobble sector, we had like three crashes leading into it because everyone wants to be at the front. Yeah. And then it's yeah, it's just chaos from there. It's survival then. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you find yourself going into like first section? So last year, um, I made the early break before the sectors. Oh, nice. So I was in the break all day. And then when we hit, our race was 185 kilometers. So when we hit like 120-ish, I went solo already from the break. And I I went solo for a long time. And then a group caught me from the field. And then it was us. And then going into Carrefour de Labre, which is the last main main sector, I was in that group. There were seven of us. But I flatted out of it. And then... Yeah, when, race when that happened, then, it yeah. was race over and try to hold off the next group, which yeah. I was able to. How so. quick was support? Was support like so that was the issue? Support, no, so our car, there was eight of us, um, and that guy got dropped. So our car was behind that rider. Gotcha. So until that rider passed me, yeah, yeah. so I was just sitting there riding a flat tire on the cobbles, which you can't really do. <laughs> and then, yeah, but Might it was a, uh, a wheel, wheel replacement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> total wheel replacement. Yeah. Yeah. But still, to get seventh was uh, oh, that's crazy. Pretty cool. It Man. was. It was cool. And how hard was that race? Like just ridiculous. It like, was, compared to Tiger our, Lane last night. <laughs> I don't know because I did set PRs last night. I know. Lane, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> so you heard it here first. Uh, Tiger Lane is harder than Harry Rubin. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, of the two, Perry Roubaix and uh, Liege Bastogne Liege, which which would you say is the harder harder race? You know, it it's totally different style of racing. Um, yeah. Liege is is hillier, mm-hmm. as you know, and then Roubaix is pretty flat. Yeah. It's really mm-hmm. flat. <laughs> um, so yeah, harder in different ways, and 
U23 Roubaix, ours is in June, uh, first week of June always, so it's, okay. it's warm. Yeah. So it was like 85 this year, so it's that adds a different element that the pros don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, we're Liège's in, in April, so it's like okay. that's a different element with cold. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get yeah, there, right? Yeah, exactly. Every race always has its own unique hardness to it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to always, always compare them. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So, like, let's let's kind of get into your your journey into pro cycling, because uh, kind of we've how we've we've alluded to the fact that you've been racing for uh, when did you start racing? Nine years old. Not since you were nine, <laughs> and you know uh, there were several years where you know we kind of felt like we picked on you, uh, but yeah. a lot of times yeah, when we had was, fifteen people out there to, to him, yeah, it was on purpose. It, yeah. and the we had you, to. Yeah, the older you got. I just remember, you know, your dad's a pretty intense guy when it yeah. comes to you and John, uh, you and Nate racing, yeah. and he would always get so upset at us for racing negatively against you guys, but we had no choice, yeah. like, yeah. you know, so, uh, you know, kind of talk about, like, like how you got into cycling, you know, family aspect to it, um, and then, like, the, the road into kind of becoming a pro. Yeah, so, I mean, as you already talked about some, um, I've been racing for a while, and so my dad raced uh, a long time ago, back in the 80s, and he's the one that got my brother and I into it. He was on um, the 7-Eleven team, correct? Yeah, for okay. a bit. Yeah. Oh. And so he got us into it at a, at a young age, and then it was Nate, six years older than me. So he races for EF Education now, so which is a world tour team. Um, and that's what got me into it, was watching him race. And yeah, and then it just kind of grew from there. And then it was coming to the local scene and racing with you guys and, and all that, and you guys beating up on me and, and making me stronger. <laughs> well, we won't claim that. We, we know there was a lot of hard work and no. uh, and hours put in. Oh, for sure. Uh, to get there, that's that's for sure. With with you and your brother both, it's like each year. So you have similar races that mm-hmm. all of us in Tennessee mm-hmm. tend to do each year, and and you know Tiger Lane being one of those. It was like most of us, you know, who the strong people are. Yeah. You know who's going to be fit. You know, everyone maybe gets incremental incrementally faster but like with you and nate it was like every year you came back like <laughs> yeah. like you went from version 1.0 to 4.0 it's like what happened to step 2.0 yeah. and 3.0 yeah. you guys came back like yeah. totally faster and i i think you were probably i think johnny's probably been the most aggressive person oh, yeah. we've ever raced yeah. <laughs> raced against yeah yeah attacking from the gun and yep. then re-attacking his own attack <laughs> yeah yep. dropping myself and then re-attacking <laughs> countering your own moves so yeah now, yeah i mean it's it's been it's been really cool to watch uh both of you guys uh but you know i think uh you know with you specifically um like once you hit that like you know you pass that time in your life the young man passes, <laughs> uh you just got i mean it just elevated so quickly oh. and and then like locally we were all just like just follow follow yeah. johnny we, got, yeah. we have 10 guys in the race but uh then the strategy was like we probably need him to cook out there for a while like, <laughs> so yeah. let's, let's let him tire himself out a little bit so he doesn't keep attacking us <laughs> so from there you go to uh what was the what was the team first hot team tubes. you went to that's right yeah. hot tubes oh yeah shout out yeah. to hot tubes yeah. yeah major shout out yeah they've quality they've program. been so good about developing yeah young cyclists for, and hot for tubes years. is primarily up to like the u18 yeah so correct? it's just u18 that's right yeah okay. so it's mainly 17 18 and then every once in a while it's 15 to 16 years okay well. and that's pretty much the premier junior yeah. team development yeah. team in the in the nation they do such a good job mm-hmm. um and then after that was moved to axel Merckx's team which that's is right. now called hoggins berman action i'm glad um, you said that used to be good. live strong and then it was bond trigger for a bit yep Bissell. So it's changed names and people get kind of confused and they think it's different teams or that team went away. But it's still the same team. Exactly. Axel is the one still running it. Yeah. Um, and I've been with them and for he's the last done four a, years. He seems like uh, he's done a great And he's done a great job, job too. Program. I mean, he has seventeen or 27 ex-riders in the World Tour right now. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's huge. Man. How many, how many guys are on the team right now? We have 16. And, they're, and they're, what's the age range? From, well, you, it depends when your birthday is, but all race age from 19 to 22. Gotcha. Okay. So you can be 18 when you're 
on the team, but you'll turn 19 now. And, and our boy Johnny, 22 now. 22 now. I'm an, means, I'm an old man now. He's <laughs> old man. He's got the beard going. Uh, we, were, we were looking up pictures on the, on the Facebook before of the Tiger Lane results and stuff, and there's one of him on the podium. You must have been... I was 14, 14. I think. Yeah. And, and Sierra Nevada was one of the sponsors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's there holding up a beer <laughs> at 14 on the yeah. podium. That was hilarious. And then we snatched it from him. Yeah. <laughs> so after this year, I mean, now this is the, the next jump, right? Yeah, next jump. Yeah, so I'm in the phase of trying to figure out what to do, mm-hmm. um, trying to find a team for, for the next few years. Mm-hmm. And how's the, how's the search going? Really yeah. helps having these stars and bars. Yeah, uh, de- for sure, right? Helps, for sure, yeah. <laughs> yep, definitely. Um, yeah, keeping options open and, and trying to find a good fit. Are you Are you uh, hoping to be on the same team as your brother, or is yeah, that like? For sure. a, I think yeah. no. I think it would definitely be a dream for both of us to be on yeah. the same cool. team. That was one of like the coolest sights after the the pro road race. You and your brother, your brother at the finish line cheering you home. Yeah, uh, that was chased me down early on. But I know, that was messed <laughs> up, right? That was messed up. <laughs> hey, but in reality, it actually, kind of helped. So he's the one that exploded the race. Exactly. Ultimately yeah. helped helped me win. So so kind of living the the pro cyclist lifestyle, uh, there's a lot of really cool things about it, and there's probably a lot of uh, <laughs> less than cool things about it. So like what what are like what are some of the major things that you love about living the pro pro cyclist lifestyle, and, and then some things that are you wish you could changed <laughs> yeah um i mean clearly being gone all the time is tough it's one of those things it's like uh you enjoy it because you're gone you're racing but then at the same time you're like well i've been gone from home for for a long time so that's always hard um and i mean yeah the travel is fun and you get to see these places but then you always always enjoy to go home and and you're married now i'm married now got married in in october yeah so so where's where's home base for you right now in belgium is okay is home base yeah so my wife and i um rent a place in belgium we're yeah we're in the u.s for a bit but well, mainly yeah we've been there all year gotcha. and we were chatting some about this uh, last night before the race like how you had a place leased out in knoxville yeah. so you're out there for a while you're yeah. trying to get your your winter training block yeah. in <laughs> um and in east tennessee you convinced your wife from, from California how <laughs> yeah. awesome Tennessee was. Yeah. And we get hit with the worst. We've talked about it on this, this show the, before. The worst winter ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now she does, uh, there's there's now a, a divide in your relationship because she thinks you're a, a liar. And, yeah. <laughs> but uh, she was actually, my wife and her were chatting uh, yeah. last night and they were talking about, you know, where you guys are at, where you're living. And she's like, well, you know, we're in Belgium, but then we're in California yeah. and then we we're in Tennessee. And then she's like, I feel weird saying we live in each one of these places, yeah. <laughs> but just because it feels like you're there for, yeah. probably seems like a long time, but also a, a yeah. short time. Yeah, because the... we don't rent a place in the U.S., so we're just renting in Europe. So that's like our main resident, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then we're in the U.S. Um, so we've been here since, when did we come back? Middle of May. So we've been oh. here for a little bit. Yeah. But then, yeah, we just kind of been bouncing around all over the place. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you're like living out of a, a suitcase kind of thing? Or? Yeah, pretty much. I have my, my team bag that <laughs> I have. This I actually added to my, my collection. I, carry only, <laughs> I only carry four shirts with me. Two team shirts and then two non-team shirts. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, and then cycling clothes. So that's about it. I've really gone to the... the Minimalist lifestyle. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like packing it. down to a science. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure <laughs> One less thing to think about, too. Yeah, it right? actually kind of is. I wear the the same clothes pretty much every day. We, it's fine. <laughs> we, we put Johnny in a high high pressure situation about the whole sock choice thing. <laughs> yeah, said, right, I don't have socks. many, but I went with my team socks with the axes. <laughs> yeah. I almost went with those exact socks, and I'm kind of glad I did it now. That would have been cute. Wearing them. That would have been that would have been good. <laughs> Had a sport to Tennessee socks today. <laughs> yeah. So, so bouncing around, it's got to be cool, got to be hard at the same time. How did you choose Belgium as kind of the home base for now? Um, yeah, it's last year we went to, to Girona, Spain, which okay. is where a lot of the pro cyclists live. Yeah. Um, but I found for me and being on action, it was kind of tough because all the races we do are in Belgium, France, gotcha. or the Netherlands. So then I was actually gone all the time because it was like, well, we're not going to fly you home for two days because you're racing again. Gotcha. Um, so then, yeah, we we were looking around, and I love Belgium. The people there are really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, How's the weather? 
Weather's not so good. But <laughs> uh, yeah, but the nice thing was I would race. We'd race in Belgium. And that night, drive an hour and I'm back home. Exactly. Um, they'd pick me up at the house and things like that. So that aspect, it was easy because it's like, okay, the team's picking me up. I don't have mm. to fly. Um, I'm not driving an hour and a half or catching the train two hours to the airport from Girona to Barcelona. So it was things like that. you out before you actually yeah. get yeah, to the race was, from all that, right? And it was things like that, just small things. It was like, for me, going back and... Because we have... The team does big blocks all at once. So it's like all our races, we race from February to May, and they're really clumped together. Okay. So it was like all the travel was starting to get really wearing and things like that. So it's like, what can we do that we're in one spot? It's easy. Yeah. You're saving energy that way, exactly, not traveling. Because yeah. flying, I mean, it takes it out of you. And mm-hmm. um, Yeah, so that's, we wanted to find a city that was easy for Americans too, which we're in a town called Ghent. So it's half a yeah. million people. Yeah. Um, Everyone speaks English. Okay. I was, or I shouldn't say I was. I still am trying to learn Dutch, but it's <laughs> everyone speaks such good English there that they just respond you in English. Too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it makes it kind of tough, but it also makes it kind of easy and nice. So for the rest of this uh, uh, video, we're just going to speak in Dutch. <laughs> Johnny's going to lead it off for us. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm <laughs> hoping to get a few more Belgian uh, v- viewers here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So for a while there, uh, you, we you had an Instagram thing going where you were rating uh, the the beds yeah. you stayed, which I really enjoyed. Which yeah, is it's funny. still going. I just haven't yep. been at a race in a while. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> so what? You can add the couch if you'd like. Oh. <laughs> what what uh, what would you say was the the worst bed you've ever stayed in? Oh, the worst bed this year, or in general. You pick it. Yeah. At a race. At a race. So like yeah, a race yeah. situation. Well, there's one in particular. When I was a junior, there was this race called Pays de Vode, and it's a UCI race for juniors, and it's in Switzerland. And you're like, God, this is one of the premier races. Oh, yeah. It's going to be nice. We stay in army barracks. We stay what? in... <laughs> so, like, literally, you have the military there, and then there's 200 juniors staying no in the way. same area, and we're sleeping in cots. No way. Yeah. <laughs> like a legit cot? Yeah, like, like a legit army cot for the race. So Because this is the be... funny thing. Like most people have the idea like the glamorous lifestyle that it would be to be a pro traveling yeah. in Europe, Just getting massaged. tasting yeah. wine everywhere you go, yeah. spraying champagne, no. beautiful yeah, that beds. Was, that and was, then, it's something. That was, that was the worst? And, and the funny thing is you're racing with everyone and in a race it can get pretty heated sometimes. Oh, yeah. You're like, you're in the race, you don't, you aren't making friends, and then it's like, oh, we're all, um, you're, Stained. you're literally this close to me now that night. So it makes a, an interesting. You're dynamic. like sleeping with yeah. one eye open under the covers. <laughs> Can yeah. I request a different cot? Yeah, it's funny, but that's so best. Funny. What has the best been? Probably true of California. Oh, they produce yeah. good beds. Oh yeah, they had some good ones. That was a, a top level. Yeah, that was, that was top level. <laughs> Just always... America in general. Uh-huh. The beds are really nice in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, generally, demand... like over in Europe, it's much smaller they're rooms, so right? Small. Yeah. yeah, the rooms like your rooms the size of this couch. <laughs> a lot don't have a lot don't have AC and stuff, correct? No, nothing. No, I've only stayed at probably three hotels in Europe that have air conditioning. So is temperature typically more mod? Well, more modern. Not here, summer, obviously, it's, but it's so warm. Well. I always say it's really not that warm in the summer. It'll be like 85. Yeah. But you got to think, with no air conditioning, you're in the 85 all day, which makes it really warm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah set your house to 85. Yeah, yeah. exactly. See how much you like yeah, that. Yeah, because you're like, you're outside, you're like, oh, it's warm. You finish a hot ride. Oh, I'm just going to go into the really hot house yeah. now. <laughs> Especially with other breeding humans. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, humidity exactly. starts creeping Especially up. Especially on a cot with 200 other yeah, people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's really, really miserable. Uh, so how do you feel like that impacts recovery? Do you feel like it's a big difference? Well, training even I've and racing in the been US saying versus... since I've been um, back in Tennessee for the last few weeks, I've noticed recovery is not as well mm-hmm. because it's like it's so warm and you get so tired during the ride and you're getting so dehydrated that's like i'm finding that it's taking more to recover and it's the same there then because it's like you race and then you're sitting in your bed at night and it's 85 degrees Mm -hmm. um quality quality sleep is like one of the the biggest things they're saying now too it's like sleeping in a really cold room helps recovery and it's like 
Yeah. Your, was it Sky that had like the cooling beds or yeah, something? Yeah. Well, at the actually, tour? I was it... almost bought these things. They're called like cool pads, and it's pretty much like this thing. It's like almost like a hot pad. You just put it under your yeah, bed, yeah. and it's the, the same opposite. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. But they're how pretty expensive. How many times so. a week do you sweat through your sheets? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Johnny's got four shirts, four pairs of shorts, and eighteen sets of yeah. sheets. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so like while you're traveling around the world, just real, you know, we talked about some of the other races. But what, what, you know, this season, what, what is your favorite race that you look forward to? This year, I did a race I I never done before. The team had never done before. It's called Tour of Columbia. Um, oh, yeah. We went down there in February. Yeah. Yeah. We went straight from team camp in Fayetteville, Arkansas, which that in itself is awesome. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed going to Fayetteville. Yeah. And then we flew to Columbia, and everyone had talked about how cool the race was. Those Best crowd, nuts. It was the coolest race I've ever done. And we there was one day in particular. It was twenty kilometers some circuit, so we'll say fifteen miles. There was not one spot that there weren't people. Three really? wide at least. Wow. Yeah. And like the main spots, as far as my eyes could see on the side of the road, there were people lying across. Wow. And it was like, imagine doing, imagine even last night, Tiger Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Each time you come to the start and finish. Yeah. Being completely full. And you're like, now think of a 40 minute circuit, Jeez. a 30 minute circuit being completely full of people. Do you find that like is more distracting or is it like more invigorating? It is a, it is is a it little like... distracting because you're like, they're so close to you that you're like, I'm scared to ride at the edge of the Peloton oh, because yeah. these people are so excited and they're right in the middle. Yeah. And But it, it's at, at the same time, you're like, this is really cool. Yeah. This is yeah. so cool. That'll jazz you up. It does jazz you up. So speaking of that, like if you are on the edge, do you just are you just trusting that they're not You're gonna? Tr- well, we had one experience. Um, this person did wasn't paying attention. He stepped out too far, and we almost had a major crash in the peloton because it was like everyone swerved, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh boy, there's this guy in the road. Yeah. And yeah, you I mean, just kind of you got to trust him. You see him. it in the tour. You I see it in all the big races. Yeah. Really four in the exactly. last year. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. getting clipped. Yeah. Didn't Chinzo? Didn't he break his back by hitting a fan? Yeah. Nibali. Last year, I think. Where was it a, a couple races ago where the guy started punching the fan that crashed? Yeah, though? that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I can't remember what that was. I don't remember Giro. what race that was. It was Giro. Oh, it was yeah. a Giro. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I'd be pretty upset. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I'd be pretty upset. I was rewinding it. My daughter's where yeah. I was watching it. My, I rewound it. I was like, watch this. Yeah. My daughter goes, why is he hitting him? <laughs> like, he just knocked him yeah. off his bike. And he was like, he went for the double hit too. He did. It was one and then it was like, I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, so, so, uh, we have to, we have to ask, uh, what really happens after, uh, a good team win? Well, for us, <laughs> it's a little different. The, U, um, the U23s is a yeah, little different. Than... Most of us can't even drink. You don't have to, so. uh, incriminate yourself. <laughs> Um, let's see. Well, <laughs> last year after nationals, what did we do? We went to a restaurant and we ate, and nobody drank, and I had sparkling water. <laughs> everybody, everybody get ice cream. And... Yeah, that's actually though. That's pretty much we go for ice cream. Johnny, it's true. Johnny got two sweet teas <laughs> yeah. instead of one sweet tea. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. I so how about like take uh, Nate Brown's team? When you got the a, a massive win, are they are they living I think it up a little bit? Pretty hard, to Do be they? honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a bunch of 140 pound people yeah, yeah. who've just been riding <laughs> for six hours. But you'd be hours. surprised how much these guys can drink. Really, they can really drink. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it, their body's just so used to metabolizing. Yeah. It, it stuff blows my they, mind. Yeah. Oh. Those okay. guys can really drink. So here in a few years, we're going to get you back, and we're going to find out who the best person to party with is. Yeah. <laughs> Number one person to take to a party. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be the DD? <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Let's, let's, let's jump. We'll go back in time a little bit, because um, I think for us, Brian and I can talk about strategy, and a lot of people who are really into cycling can talk about strategy just for hours and mm-hmm. you know race stories. And so we kind of wanted to get in – to like how you won the Stars and Stripes jersey because I yeah. think it's a really I mean like Bryant said before I think it was like possibly the most well executed race you know we're maybe biased but you know that we've seen in a long time so just kind of talk about like how you felt like if you had a strategy going in like and it was then, the team plan to get you into a break and then yeah have so, you go for it or um, going into the race. I already knew I had pretty good form. There's 
the UCI race that we do right before in Canada, Canada called Tour de Beauce. Yeah. And I went there and I got second on a stage, fifth and sixth. That's right, yeah. And it was like, okay, form is really good. And it's one of those, it's like, people don't realize, so it's like I was in Europe all spring, and racing is hard, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like I'm there, and I'm fighting, and I'm trying to get results. And there would be a few times where it's like results would almost come, but on paper, it's like it doesn't really show. Um, and I was really looking to get something last year, and then, yeah, seventh at Roubaix was the first big one where it's like, okay, confidence is coming back. Yeah. And then going to Bose, um and just barely losing the one stage and getting second was like, okay, form is, is really yeah. here. And that's the first time I've been on the podium um, as a U23. Uh -huh. So it's like, that's that's huge for me. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth and sixth. So it's like, okay, going into nationals, um, I know I have good form. And how am I going to race this that I can get a result? And the result for me going into it was top 10. Yep. I was going to be stoked with the top mm -hmm. 10. Um and team plan with us is always pretty open going into races. It's like you have to find your own opportunity in the race. Um, and we're not going to have one set guy. Because yep. we're all here developing. We're all here. You're all here to get results and mm -hmm. try to make it to a bigger team. Um, so we'll kind of have a team plan of like, this is what might happen. Mm -hmm. And then you find. You react. You yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so early on I was like, my goal is to get up in front before the last two laps because I can't climb with the best climbers up mm -hmm. up the climb. So it's like, I have to be off the front already. Um, and I was going into it, I'll race it aggressive. I'll see where that lays. And yeah, so early on, a big group of us got away. There was 15, I think. And we, I had three, or there's three of us. So two teammates. Um, and it was like, okay, this is, this is great. It's early, but I'm still putting my name out here. You're going to have good. to hit the hills quite yeah, as hard. Yeah, exactly. You know? it will, even if we get caught at the end, I was still in the break all day. And this is good. Lots of exposure. Yeah. Um, but then EF Education, the team my brother rides for, they missed this big move. So then early on in the race, they go extremely hard to bring this break back, mm -hmm. which then literally explodes the race. The race, people just start dying there was much. i think there was i think they said there was like 18 finishers yeah there was and only was 18 so that finished in the end yeah and it contributes to them going really hard the heat the humidity people just aren't used to it mm -hmm. so it's like once you go on the red it's like altitude once you go on the red you're in the red and there's no recovering heart rate it. doesn't come back and yeah. that's what happened to, to all of them so it's like so that happened and then as soon as we got brought back it was um kind of this small group of like 30, 40 guys. And then a couple guys attacked and I saw my opportunity to go with them. And um, I went with them and we still had half the race left. Yep. So it was like... A 114 uh, mile race, right? Yeah. yeah. Long yeah. race. Long race. So it's like, we're only halfway through. And so I get in this break and there's, what was it? Four of us, five of us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we're we're in the break, and then all of a sudden we have three minutes, four minutes, and it was like, okay, this is this is good. And yep. you, when you're on the highway up there, up, so the course is kind of weird. You stay in yep. in Knoxville city limits the whole time, and you get on this highway, and you can see. Yeah, you do a U-turn, yeah, turn, and you can look over. You can see the people, and every lap you would look over, and it's less people and less people mm -hmm. and less people, and. Um, I was playing. So, yeah, mentally, how are you playing that? So yeah, you're so break I, away with some people who are probably much much better than I more am. More well known. Well, at least much more established. Exactly. Than I am. I should. Um, and I was playing the card that I'm the young kid. So were you playing yeah. that with them? I like, yeah. I was like, especially when especially it? when it it first started. Um, I was I was playing that card. Yeah, hardcore. for sure. I was like, oh, I'm the young guy. I'm I said it to him at one point. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. This yeah. this is I'm. Did you try like? Speaking Dutch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't understand them. Yeah. yeah, and um, I was playing it pretty hard because in my mind, then I'm thinking for the end. Yeah, and yeah, so I was. I'm happy to be here, doing a little bit less than they are, and um, then coming into the last few laps, it's like okay, like it's were clear. legs feeling better and better the whole time, or were yeah, they? Yeah, for me, I've found. I normally start feeling better in the races. Like early on, I it's hard for me to get going in these longer races. And then the further it gets into it, the better I start feeling. And mm -hmm. 
then going into the last three laps, it was like, to me, even at that point, because I know these guys are so good, I'm like, well, I'm happy with getting fourth or yeah. fifth. Like, this is going to be so awesome. Yeah. Top um, 10 is what you were going in hoping yeah, for, right? Yeah, exactly. And so now... I'm like, literally just getting last in this breakaway is going to mm-hmm. be huge for me. And I'm going to be excited for that. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes that plays in your favor being the underdog because they were treating me as the underdog as well. For and sure. um, then going into the last lap, Gavin Mannion, who was one of the better guys in the break, Mm -hmm. went really, really hard up the climb where it was, if the climb would have been 10 seconds longer, I would have been dropped type thing. And I was giving it, or I guess it was second to last lap. Yep. So second to last lap. You were solo the last time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it was one of those I was fighting, I was fighting. I'm like, just hang on, just hang on. And it definitely helped knowing the course when you know the course because... I trained on that climb all the time, so it's like, and you know, recovery's coming. Yeah, and there's right? there's one second, one spot right before the end. It's not much. It's like literally probably five seconds where mm-hmm. you're like not on the pedals. Where it's like, I, once I made it there, I'm like, I made it over the top with these guys. Yeah. I know um, I can at least make it another lap with yeah. them. And but then we came down, and you go down the descent, and nobody did anything all the way down because it's like, well, Gavin went so hard. Yeah, like you could literally see like. Everyone's cooked, and I felt my opportunity then. As soon as we took the left-hand turn, going through right before the feed zone, yep. there's a little hill, and it was one of those instincts where, honestly, I didn't even really think about it, where I attacked, yeah. and then I'm attacking, and a couple of seconds later, I'm like, oh, I just attacked. Like, what am I, really, <laughs> what am I, what am I doing? But it was, was an in, it was an instinct, yeah. and yeah. I went for it, and it was one of those, I'm like, well, here it is, and I'm going to... All or nothing now. Yeah, and I'm going to go for it, and... Um, yeah, and then and probably com- confidence in knowing that seeing that reduced pack chasing yeah. you, you're like, okay, well, even if this doesn't work, I'm still I'm still top gonna, fifteen. Exactly, you know, yeah. you're still going to get a huge a Exa- huge result. Exactly, and at that point, once I attacked, I'm like, well, this is great exposure for me, even yeah. if they catch. Because in my mind, I was like, they're going to catch me on the next climb. The way Gavin went that hard, and yeah, but then I I get on the highway a little bit later, and I realize like I already almost have a minute, and then. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you could see they were chasing me as hard as they could at that point. And you go through the start finish and then you get back to Sherrod Hill. And once I hit that, I'm like, I have to go as hard as I can mm-hmm. up this climb because a group of three or four, when they're, they're chasing hard can go so much faster than one person. Yeah. Yep. And I literally dug as deep as I could and I came over the top and they gave me a time check and I still had a minute. I was like, okay, I can, I can maybe do I've this. I a good and, chance. Yeah. yeah. You come down, and then it's like once you're on the highway, you're like, this is big exposure for one person against oh, three yeah. or four. And you do the U-turn, and you look over, and you're like, I still have the same time gap. Yeah. And, yeah, so then there's you come off the highway, and you go up this. It's just the off-ramp, but it's a little uphill, and I sprinted as hard as I could because <laughs> I'm like, this is another spot they can get time. <laughs> no. um, and it kind of la- goes to last night, say, when we were chasing your breakaway, it's uh-huh. like on the backside is the headwind, so that's that's where I know I can yeah. gain all the time on you. Yeah. And then through the start finishes, the tailwind, so I'm going easy, and then so it's the yeah. same thing. It's like every hard spot goes hard as I can. Yeah. Um, and then I came over that, and it was still 55 seconds. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, maybe I'm like, maybe this is possible. Yeah. And then your last three, four k, even in my mind, I was like, they're still gonna catch me. Like, there's no way I can I can hold this off. And well, by that point, they're starting to think. Well, I want a podium. Yeah, exactly. So, like, who's exactly. going to do more of the work? Yeah, yeah. and um, and then the last kilometer, going into the last 500 meters, you take a right-hand turn. It's about that looked two, like a brutal It's hill. about two or 300 meters uphill. <sighs> yeah. And even that section, I still had a minute at that point, yeah. 55 seconds, whatever it was. But in my mind, I'm like, they could still catch me. And I I literally looked behind this me. This is like the opposite of the uh, celebrating yeah, too yeah. early fails. Well, <laughs> I, I looked behind me right before the corner, and I couldn't see them. But in my mind, I'm still like, I could cramp. Something could happen yeah. on this hill. And when I hit it, I sprinted as hard as I could up to the top. Uh-huh. And once I took the turn, and it's like 250 meters to the turn to the finish then, it was like, I just won the national championship. Yeah. And that, so it wasn't until that point it that It wasn't you until that went. point that I, I believed that I actually won it. And even to this day, it still kind of gives me chills knowing that. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I went back. Uh, so Johnny puts all of his, his data. He uploads all his rides to Strava. So I went back and was looking at the last hill that you were talking about, that short 200, 300 meter, 30 second yeah. hill or something like that. And his power was two watts different first time up it versus that very last time. 
So you and your last thirty minutes, you pushed what three twenty yeah, something? Three twenty something. Yeah. Average twenty six and change by himself, yeah. uh, which included those those climbs yeah. as part of that. Totally nuts. Yeah, I've had some people since nationals is coming up again. They they keep telling me they're like, oh, they're not going to just let you ride away again. And inside, in my mind, it I really just keep wanting to tell them like, well, they didn't let just let me ride away. Exactly. I deserve that win, oh, and I rode sure. away yeah, from sure. them. It's like they were they were chasing as hard as they could. It's not like they're like guys. Oh, Watching it on the TV, it, yeah, they were. Yeah, it was clear they were chasing. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I deserve that win. That was in the a end. legit win yeah. for sure. Yeah, and I don't then, think anybody lets anybody roll. Yeah, ex- off in the exactly. Yeah, exactly. Race. It's like no race does somebody just be like, ah, uh, they rolled away. I'm uh-huh. gonna let them go. <laughs> so yesterday, after it was confirmed that you were going to come chat with us, I obviously got on YouTube to pull up some stuff on the on the race from last year to kind of relive a little bit of, a, uh, of it before we chatted today. And there was a guy who was in the race. He's on a, a domestic elite team who had his power going. He's got oh, video I, going. I've seen this video. Yeah. And uh, he talks about how the race starts and like within a K, you're already going up Sherrod yeah. Hill. This yeah. hard two, two and a half minute, Yeah, which he was over 500 watts yeah. on this thing. And it's like 15 times yeah. having to hold <laughs> yeah. 500 plus for, for two, two and a half minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's just... And he talked about how fast and aggressive it was. He was gone after a couple yeah. laps. Whereas, uh, you know, you're on the, the front end of this whole thing, hammering away, just a testament to how yeah. how good a day you were on and how, how strong you were and deserving you were for that yeah. win. That's and huge. shout out to all the Tennessee people too because honestly with them cheering me on during the race, it gives you a motivation inside. Oh, absolutely. And it was... And that was your hometown at the yeah, time, right? It was, yeah. it was really cool. Yeah, um, all the people cheering you on and, and just as excited for you that you won as you're excited for yourself. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was definitely a cool moment. Definitely. All right, so how have uh, how have things changed for you since then? Has there been any, any change? Wearing the Stars and Stripes yeah. uh, all being, year? Being the youngest guy to ever wear the Stars and Stripes yeah. was big in itself. Was it King that was uh, that you beat out? Was it Ben King that was the previous? Yeah, youngest? him or... Or Greg Daniels. So both okay, both yeah. rode for the t- the hot um, this team at, or for Lipshong. Okay, yeah. Well, the, it was when Ben King won, it was Lipshong, and then when Greg Daniel won, it was Action Hoggins Berman, I guess, at okay. the time already. Okay. Yeah. So again, a testament to that program, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's huge. So has it changed at all? Not just, really. Still just out here. You still have to sleep in crappy beds, huh? Yeah, riding my bike, enjoying it. <laughs> I wear my hat all the time. It says, ride hard, smile often. There we go. <laughs> hey, man, you gotta, it's got to be fun. Yeah, it exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what level you're at. It doesn't matter if you're a weekend warrior or a full-time professional. Mm-hmm. We're all out here enjoying the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the joy of the bicycle. And one of the coolest things, so like last night, one of the, the coolest things with this sport is you get to line up with yeah, exactly. pro athletes. I yeah. mean, there's people who are cat threes, maybe some that are fresh cat threes. Yeah, exactly. And they're lining up last night in yeah. a race with the current yeah. U.S. pro, uh, you know, stars and stripes. Yeah. And it's, cool. uh, it's, it's such a cool thing That's to even, be able to. I, I fanboy out all the time. There's this group ride in, in Ghent that starts every day, 9 uh-huh. o'clock, and they ride um, the canal. And some days there might only be 10, some days there's like 150 guys. But then wow. some days you have like Thomas DeKent show up and you have like a really? sauna rider show up and it's like, I'm fanboying out. Yeah. It's like, this is so cool that yeah. you have literally this guy that comes out, maybe let's just say it's the weekend, he comes out and rides to scale of the Peloton on the weekend and then Thomas DeGant just finished the Tour de France. It's like, that's yeah. crazy, what's right? so cool about cycling. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I, I know for a fact that people that have an opportunity to ride with you and Nate and when you guys are in town and in and, and West Tennessee, it gets psyched. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. So what would you say has been the biggest jump? You know, so a lot of people that, that follow this or listen to this are mainly like weekend warrior types, mm-hmm. people with the nine to five job, kids, family. Um, but getting into racing or some have been in racing, if you kind of think about where, where was the biggest jump in fitness level? Was it a- along your whole ranks moving up? Was it three to a two where you're now racing in pro one, two races, or was it moving from, uh, and doing more U 23 international stuff? Or where would you say that biggest fitness, like, Oh crap, these guys are fast happened. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's almost been every jump, mm-hmm. even your, your four to your three things like that. Every time you're like, Oh wow, these guys are so much faster. So it's, yeah. So every jump was always a surprise for me. And then, I mean, the biggest one, even though it's kind of, 
cliche is going from U23 to pro racing, mm-hmm. racing with the best people in the world was because mm-hmm. this year we've done some some big races and it's it's been a shock. What's, what crazy. would you say has been the, the say the fastest or hardest biggest jump? I mean, California had to have been. Yeah, that. But you were in the break this year. One day I, yeah. I made that was actually going into the race. It was my goal to make it in the break that uh-huh. day. And the team does a really good job. Before every start of every race, you talk about your goals. It will go around and be like, what's everyone's goals? And the team will try to accommodate those goals during the race. And mine was to make it into the break on yep. stage four. And then when I made it in the break on stage four, that was that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about how you guys, uh, you know, you come into Tiger Lane and you you guys have great support for local cycling and, and really Tennessee cycling in general. So talk a little bit about like the Brown Brothers Foundation and the, and the, the development team that that the Brown Brothers Foundation kind of is aligned with and then any other things that you guys are doing right now that, that you want to plug or anything like that. Yeah, so um, my brother and I and my dad as well, we started this foundation to help juniors called Brown Brothers Foundation. And it's cycling is a tough sport. It's expensive. It, it's going to races is expensive. And mm-hmm. um, not everyone's privileged to be on a team that pays for everything. Um, my brother and I are both very fortunate to be on the Hot Tubes team we talked about. And that helps offset costs going to races and getting equipment and things like that. And we wanted to, to help the next generation as well and do what we could to like right now we have four and five. We have five juniors at nationals right now that we help get there. And um, yeah, so it's just small things like helping them get bikes and clothing and making it to races and things like that. So um, that's just our main goal is, helping kids within Tennessee um, get into cycling and, and make it to the bigger races oh. and help them develop. And it's not necessarily about becoming a professional. Um, that's not what cycling is all about. It's the joy of cycling. Um, and even with collegiate programs now, it's like you can go to collegiate team and get your school paid for and things like that. And that's what we want to help kids achieve dreams that they have and things like that. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. So if someone wants to help support that uh, financially, what's the best way to go and, and do that? Um, Just hand it to you. Yeah, uh, email. food after today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so you can um, email us uh, and then just get it set up that way. Okay, yeah. cool. And for a junior out there who maybe is wanting to get in the sport, may want some financial assistance, there's a Facebook page or an Instagram or a yeah. website. What's you, the best way? you can go to our Instagram page at Brown Brothers Foundation or Brown Brothers Foundation as well. Um, and there should be a link to the email right there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Uh, you want you want to you want to pose the last? I do have one question. Because everybody's wondering. Everyone, yeah, always wonders that we we all just assume pros are banging out like. 25, 30 hour weeks, right? (laughs) So, uh, like, give us a little feel for what your training volume is, uh, either on a, you know, like peak week, here's what it looks like, normal week, recovery week, biggest week you've ever done. Uh, Yeah. Give us some of the stats there. Biggest week, true of California, 37 hours. So that was, that was up then. (laughs) That's that's sizable. Yeah. And and a lot of altitudinal gain with that. Almost every day, even the, they were cl- calling them sprint days, 10,000 feet of climbing. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like, all right, that's cool. That's not a sprint day. <laughs> like, that's, that's not, not a sprint, sprint day. day. One day with 15,000 feet of climbing. That was so dumb. That is but, nuts. Um, yeah, on average, I'll do from 15 to 22 hours. Okay. Um, and then easy weeks are 8 to 10 hours max. So it's... And everyone, listen, we, we yeah. preach a lot about recovery Recovery weeks. is just as, as important as training hard. It's the most underrated thing ever. Absolutely. Because, yeah, I coach a few juniors, and that's the hardest thing I have to tell them is, like, yeah. I gave you an hour easy, and your heart rate was 160 average. Well, yeah. Like, what are you doing? You went on the hammer fest. Yeah, ride. exactly. It's mm-hmm. like you got you got to recover just as hard as you go on your easy days. Exactly. It's like you got to take it really easy. You do. 
And that's that's the biggest trouble people get. Like, I'm just going to do an easy group ride. Yeah, it's like that's not that's not a thing. When one other person <laughs> yeah. shows up, yeah. it becomes a race, it right? It takes exactly. one hard pedal stroke yeah. from somebody yeah, exactly. and it turns into a race. I've actually had some athletes, I'm not going to name names, uh, who will try to... Uh, hope that I'm not going to look at the actual data. Yeah. And they'll just go really hard, but then they'll add like some really easy <laughs> yeah. to try to just pull to down the them. averages. Like, Don't do that. You want to get better. So it's like use a coach gives you these workouts for a reason and do what they say. Cause it's like, if you have an easy day, just go really easy. Mm-hmm. It's okay. To it's go okay. Easy. That's, that's mm-hmm. the better way to put it. It's yeah. okay to go easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not going to make you worse going easy. It's going to make you better. <laughs> and that's, it's so tough to yeah. get that switch. Like yeah. you feel like you're going to lose fitness. Exactly. You're going to get behind yeah. or someone's going to be doing more. Well, even, especially when you get an easy week, it's really hard for me to tell these juniors. It's like, you need this easy week. You've had three, four or five weeks hard. It's like, uh-huh. you need time to recover. It's like, okay, you have five days really easy, but it's like, you need that yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize stress is outside of cycling. Especially, it's yes. like if you have a really hard work day, and then you go try to pound out this really hard workout. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, and it's the same with these juniors. Like coaches, like they won't tell me like, "Oh, you had a really stressful day at school, and I had no. all these tests." I, and then they'll be like, "I, I was don't like studying I, the night before." Yeah, and I don't I understand why power wasn't as good as it was supposed to. Well, what have the last three days, two days look like? It's like everything no. goes into. Into yeah, it. you can't you can't classify uh, life stress in TSS. It's we yeah. we've been saying it for forever. If we could yeah. if we could get that if we could give your your life stress a TSS yeah. number, you know to that do, would help exactly. tremendously. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times I know with especially with with juniors or with like people who are uber competitive, mm-hmm. they don't want to like they don't want to show weakness. No. So they're like, oh, I feel good. I yeah, feel good. Exactly. Well, good. I'm good. And they then, always feel good, but yeah. you're like, that's not possible. Yeah. You don't always feel good. <laughs> you're like, I'm intentionally trying to break you right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I know you are not feeling good. Yep. So, it's okay to go easy. Yeah. Okay to go easy. Life stress factors into how well you're going to recover yeah. and how well you're going to, to perform. And even things like being in a, uh, staying at a hotel that's got no yeah. AC where the heat's crazy yeah. or temperature shifts or yeah. anything like that, that's all going to factor into it. So, Pay attention to your bodies, listen to your bodies, and don't be afraid to recover. Yeah. Cool. Any any last things to uh, to part thank wisdom guys, upon these thank people? Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, thanks we for showing up on, on late yeah. notice. Yeah. And thanks for coming out in, in racing. Yeah. And then fine. standing around and taking pictures yeah. with, uh, with everyone. <laughs> yeah. That was super cool. By the way, uh, his his peak 20 last night, brand new peak, right? Brand new peak. For those curious, he said he's okay with power. Now, you can find it on Strava anyway. Yeah. You're you're what sixty three sixty three kilos. kilos, and he put out what was it three seventy three? Yeah, for twenty for twenty minutes. That's sixty three kilos, and I was thirty percent less than that, <laughs> <laughs> and and suffering more. Yeah. I don't know about that. That was hurting pretty bad. Right yep. Yeah, Johnny Johnny just stayed on the front and reeled like everything back in at twenty seven plus miles an hour. All right. Well, it's been a great chat with you. We yeah. wish you the best of luck uh, next next week at Nationals. We will be glued to the TV. Absolutely. Nate, good luck to you as well. If you end up uh, watching this and getting to the, Of course he will. Brotherly love <laughs> yeah. And uh, Yeah. All right, guys. We appreciate you listening, watching, hanging out. We'll catch you guys next time.